0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this Forbes feature HCI podcast episode, I explore the recent Forbes video, Megan Rapinoe on fighting for equality on and off the field. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this Forbes feature HCI podcast episode, where I'll be exploring the brief Forbes video, Megan Rapinoe on fighting for equality on and off the field. Megan Rapinoe, co-captain of the United States Women's National Team, is more than a world class athlete. She also is an outspoken advocate for a number of issues such as gay rights, equal pay for women, and Black Lives Matter. At the 2020 Forbes Power Women's Summit, Rapineau discussed the roots of her activism and using her platform to highlight important issues to create meaningful change. Thanks for joining me, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip. How how does being a world-class athlete and a world-class activist feed each other?
1: You know, I never really see anything as separate, Um, just because I, you know, step onto the field and put a jersey on. That doesn't mean I'm not who I am. And just because I, you know, step off the field and take the jersey off doesn't, doesn't mean I'm not an athlete either. Um, To me, I feel like we need to, you know, use the talents and the skills and the powers that we have to make the world a better place in whatever way we can be most effective. And for me, I was, you know, born with this amazing talent in being an athlete. Um, and so, how do I leverage that off of the field? Um, clearly, on the field, I'm trying to, you know, be the best player that I can um, and, and reach my potential. And I think off the field, I'm trying to do that as well. Um, and, you know, unfortunately for female athletes, for women, for gay women, for marginalized people, we aren't always afforded um, the opportunity or the landscape to reach our potential. Oftentimes, there's roadblocks. Um, and barriers. And so I feel like as important as it is for me to do everything I can to be the best player, I also feel that it's important for me to do that off of the field. And so if there's a a barrier in the way, then I think I just kind of have to bust it down. And then, you know, to extend beyond myself, obviously we live in a country that, you know, loves its sports, um, certainly loves its American athletes. Um, is probably a little bit too obsessed with celebrity, um, but how do I leverage all of that um, for good? I'm, I'm finding myself in a position with the microphone, or you know, uh, you know, winning awards, or being able to speak to people, or having people that are listening to me. So I feel a responsibility to, you know, do what I can with what I have to try to make the world better in whatever way you know I'm able to.
0: I really love her approach. It's all about learning how to maximize our potential. In her case, she's a world-class athlete. And so she wants to maximize her potential on the field. She wants to be the best best athlete that she can possibly be and have the best possible outcomes. But she also wants to leverage that to bring about good in other aspects of her life. So she recognizes the, the mantle that's on her. She recognizes that people look to her. Now, should she have any... Uh, More authority on issues related to activism, race relations, LGBTQ plus issues, et cetera, than, than, say, a researcher or an organizational leader with expertise in that area? No, but she recognizes the platform that she has and she's utilizing and leveraging it to the fullest extent so she's trying to maximize her performance on the field she's trying to maximize her performance off the field and i think that's what we all need to do in our own capacities given our own circumstances our own talents that we've been given some of us are athletes some of us some of us are musicians some of us are artists some of us are natural born leaders some of us are just wonderful friends who can listen and authentically connect with those around us. We all have our own talents and our own unique abilities, and we need to learn how to best tap into those and leverage them for the benefit of our families, our communities, our organizations, and society as a whole. I think when we think about this from an organizational leadership perspective, it's also important for leaders to help their people uncover that same potential in that the, that kind of capacity. We don't always recognize the potential within us. And so when a, a, a really great leader can see the potential in one of their people and then help them to set goals and help them to develop themselves and to grow into their capacities and capabilities, then they're enhancing not only what their team can accomplish and what the organization can accomplish, but they're making a lasting impact in the life of that individual person. And then the ripple effects will be uh, tremendous because that one individual person will at some point have an opportunity to lead others and can pay it forward, or will have an opportunity to have uh, the public spotlight and to raise awareness on an issue or to raise children and have a family or to be a good friend. Like there's so many different ways that we can make a difference and it all starts with recognizing that potential. And as leaders, we can help others see that potential within themselves even when they don't recognize it within themselves. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Also loves a winner and you guys have been as successful as any, any team in kind of an American consciousness over the last decade or so. So I think that probably feeds a lot of it too. Ah, uh, where did this activism drive come from? I mean, you know, in 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 reading your book, which is great, uh, you know, your kind of your upbringing, you know, in Redding, California, doesn't really, it wouldn't seem to lead itself naturally to being an activist.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It, it doesn't really, but I think you know, during the process of writing the book and looking back on it and trying to you know unpack how I how I ended up here and why I am the way that I am, you know, from such a young age, my parents. Um, my mom specifically, made it very clear to my twin sister, Rachel and I, that just because you're popular, you're good at sports or whatever, like that doesn't, that doesn't really mean anything. Like you need to be a good person. There's something more than, you know, just being good at sports or being popular or being that kid in school. Why don't you use that for something good? And actually it's your responsibility to do that. So I think those sort of early seeds you know, albeit without the language or the word activist or any of that, we didn't really think about it like that or talk about it like that. I think those those seeds were planted early. And then just, you know, growing up, being able to mature on the women's national team around, you know, 24, 25 other elite women, um, you know, coming out as gay, understanding and trying to understand the world better. Um, and I guess just sort of getting, getting some real life lessons in you know, pay equity discrimination, um, you know, gender equality. It's like, even for, you know, LGBTQ plus people, like we've been able to marry each other for five years in this country, you know, we're going on six years. Like that's, that's nothing. We still have a long way to go. And so I think the more I learn, the more I see and understand it's really all connected. All of these injustices or, um, you know, inequities and discriminations are sort of all connected. And so how do we leverage, you know, the individual fights that we're all fighting for the sort of greater good of all of us.
0: I really appreciate her sharing some of her own personal story and the background behind uh, really how she came to be where she was at as a professional and as an activist. We all come from a unique background. We all have a particular family context uh, with norms and values and ways we are socialized. Uh, That's typical for every single one of us. And the question is, how does that then inform the direction we take later on in life? And she shares the example of lessons learned from her family and particularly from her mother with regards to just being kind, treating other people well. It didn't matter how popular you were. It didn't matter how good of an athlete you were. None of that mattered. What matters is that you treat people well, that you treat them with dignity and respect, and that you look out for people, that you fight for people. So that was a, a lesson, even in this its most basic form, that she internalized really early on in her childhood, and then she took that with her later into life when she found that she had a platform, and now she could help raise awareness and create a dialogue around some of these important issues where she's an activist and the reality is we all face the same type of situation both in our personal lives but also within our organization and as organizational leaders it's kind of like we're the parents of uh, our team and they're kind of like our children obviously that's not a perfect uh, uh, comparison but we, we set the norms. We, we share the values. We try to create a culture and an environment in which people can hopefully thrive. And just like people come from all different walks of life and different backgrounds, uh, different levels of privilege in their background, as well as different levels of disadvantage, when they get to the organization, they also have a different type of career trajectory and path. And some of them may have been very damaged in their career path up to that point. And perhaps being part of our team will be the very first time that they will ever have a, an opportunity to see a more healthy example and be in a really uh, inclusive environment where there's a true sense of belonging and where where you can, can support them and fight for them. Uh, I wish every organization were like that, just like I wish every home were like that, but that's not the way it is. Uh, And so regardless of what your personal origin story is, I think it's important for us all to think back, to reflect upon how we got to where we're at, Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then uh, think forward into what would we like to accomplish? How can we move forward in a positive fashion Uh, so that we can have the type of impact and the type of outcomes that we're really striving for in our homes, in our communities, in society as a whole, and certainly within our organizations. I know my hope is that I can always have a big impact, that I can uh, positively influence those around me, whether that means you're an activist or you're just a good, effective leader who cares about your people. I think either way, you're going to have the chance to make a difference in the lives of those around you. As always, thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week.